Hi, my name's Brian, and like most of you, I'm staying at home during the pandemic. To pass the time, I decided to get some of my friends on the record about what they're cooking, how they're doing, and anything else that might be on their minds. Join me on What's Eating You. Over the weekend, caught up with my old friend and teammate, JRP, who called in from the mean streets of Baltimore, or at least his apartment above him. In our conversation, we talked about how he loved to eat eight pints of ice cream, graduating from Zoom University, and God's gift to his kitchen, the air fryer. Are you ready to do this? Yeah, man, if you are. All right, how are my levels? How are my levels? They're, they're, I'll have my base post. They're, they're not, they're not, they're not blowing up. You're not screaming. So you're not talking like Sam Jackson. So that's fine. No, no, I meant like the base. I meant the base. I, I can I, add that. I, can I was add going that to smoke that. a cigarette before this, but. Yeah, all raspy. Big swig of water. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Get some red socks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Stay loose. Like I said, in, 10 minutes, someone's probably got to drop off Popeye's for me, so it's all good. Um, That's the move. So that's good. I'm glad to talk to you, man. It's been a little while. Man, so my buddy actually made fried chicken for Memorial Day. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell you this story once you start. So I'll wait till you start. Okay. (laughs) Well, all I say is, you know, um, know, I'm here with Josh Perry, who was um, trying to think about what what you were to me in college. And I guess, you know, an influence, an influence, <laughs> an influence, an okay. influence, okay. <clears throat> a big influence too. I'll say, you know, but <laughs> no, seriously, you were my teammate. One of the dudes took me under his under his wing, helped me get my first job. Oh my gosh, I live around the corner from Duncan. Duncan is my neighbor. What? Duncan, <laughs> Duncan, That's who was crazy, our man. boss at Public oh, Safety man. when we were students, is now my neighbor and top my friend. flight, top flight of the world, theory. Craig. Of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you were you were a heck of an influence. I remember I was working in a library. Wow, this is crazy. I'm just thinking of this stuff. I was working in a library my first semester. You know I missed my first lawn party because I was in the library, like studying like a um, on a oh, Sunday. Barf. And then at I think it was at spring break, maybe. I was like, Yeah, working in a library. You're like, no nah, man, I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you in with public safety. I'm gonna get you a real job. Next thing I know I'm doing lockouts. Up in Stanhope, down at 200 Elm, reunions manager. Oh, I was so yeah. I I, I owe a lot to you. Running stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boss level, and then obviously you stayed in touch uh, for the next like I don't know, 15 years, right? So um, so thanks for thanks for chatting a little bit. Uh, Want to hear how you're doing, man? How, how how are you living? I'm good. You know, this is what. Uh, just ended week 10 of the quarantine life. Unfortunately, I live in Baltimore. So, uh, you know, the DC, Northern Virginia area is still kind of a hot spot at the moment. Hmm. Um, so, you know, there's some stuff that's opened up, but there's a big dichotomy of people that are, you know, the public shaming of people that even step outside their house. And at the same time, there's people that like, throw parties at, in their backyards with everybody and barbecues. <laughs> so it's a lot going on and I, you know, I get it. It's, it's rough. It's hard to, to listen to, um, 
you know, the science and be at home when it's, especially as it gets nicer and you've been at home for nine weeks or 10 weeks. Um, but, you know, just hoping everybody stays safe. Um, and you, we'll get through it. It's, it's just, it's just uh, difficult. I will I was, say that. I was going to say, how are you handling it? Because I, I, people change, but as I remember, you were one of the first, first probably uh, libertarians, self-identified libertarians that I've met. Are you, uh, you still feeling that way? You still feeling like uh, you yes. have some choices? So I want to clarify and misinterpret all the time. So a lot of people say libertarians just don't want any rules. And there's a thing for that. It's called anarchists. Like, you know, that's not what libertarians are. <laughs> libertarians are, let me do what I want and make sure you F up anybody that doesn't let me do what I want. That second part requires whole apparatus of enforcement around it. So it's not saying I don't want anybody to be able to do anything to make people do one thing or the other. It's let's agree on what is actually fundamentally important. Everything else leaves to me. So, you know, that, that part of it, I think, gets missed. So if it is commonly agreed that this is better, take things like the military, right? Commonly agreed that, hey, we should have one. Nobody is going to complain about why am I paying for the military? <laughs> if it's commonly agreed that everybody should stay home and this is what's best for society to make sure people don't die, um, then yeah, let's do it and let's enforce it rig vigorously. Um, so, you know, then you get into, well, now that it's not as commonly agreed, you know, now you're starting to get into different waters and I get that. Um, so yeah, so it's more like business owners want to open up at the same time, their workers might not feel safe. So it's more like, hey, let the business owners open up, let the workers who, for whatever reason, don't care work for the people that do care, make sure that there's stuff in place that they can feel safe. Like, and then if they, business owners refuse to do that, then sure, like find another job. But at the same time, business owners don't threaten these people by saying, I'm going to tell unemployment that you can work and you just refuse. Like that doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> so I don't know. I get that it's, you know, tricky waters and everything, but I will say just for the record, being libertarian doesn't mean you just want no rules ever. <laughs> good, good clarification. Uh, hang on. I got to grab this Popeye's. To your listeners who don't know the Popeye secret, that's something that is not, ever going to be given to you freely but if you ask for the cajun sparkle it's the seasoning that gives popeyes its flavor and they have it in packets but they don't advertise it and if you ask for it you can sprinkle extra popeyes flavor on the chicken just throwing that up damn that's a that's actually huge and they do and typically only black people know about that right right well i this is the first time i've lived near a Popeye. They have it in packets or like, you know, obviously, and if you go in the back, they have it, you know, obviously in big like buckets because that's yeah, what they yeah, use yeah. to make the batter. <laughs> right. But, but this is the first time I've lived near one, so I've been taking advantage, but. Um, it's my favorite spot besides Harold's in Chicago. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> never been in my rotation. So, you know, I'll, I'll catch up. Don't worry. I'll catch up. I saw the lady in the commercial do another commercial and I was like, nah, nah, stop trying to do other commercials. You are the Popeye's lady. <laughs> this is it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It was something like a uh, prescription drug or something. I was like, nah, go back to Popeye. Yeah, stop hustling.
So, uh, <laughs> so you're talking about Popeyes. What, what, what are you eating down there, man? What are you getting into? Uh, you got a kitchen, you cook, you, uh, you, you go scrounge off of people. What do you do? Yeah, so actually I've been a lot healthier since uh, quarantine started. Uh, I, when I started law school, because uh, I got back so late and I didn't like to eat during law school, I actually stopped eating dinner um, for the past, I don't know, four and a half years or so. How did you do that? Um, so now, I don't know, I just had really, really big lunches, which probably wasn't that healthy. I mean, we're talking like all kinds of weird stuff. There's a, a place right by my job called Stuggies, which is a hot dog house. And uh, they had like the crab mac and cheese hot dog, which is crab meat, because I'm from Maryland, uh, with macaroni and cheese and Old Bay on a hot dog. <laughs> and then there's another place called Vicky's that had the, uh, they call it the macaroni and cheese steak, which is literally a Philly cheese steak, you know, uh, green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and then macaroni and cheese in the meat. <laughs> and this so, is how yeah, you roll. This that is, was not this, the That was a lunch for you. Just get one of those at lunch, pound that, that was, good to yep. go. Yep, and then whatever was lying around the office, which is, you know, the, the typical random chicken Caesar salads or whatever. But now since I've been home, it's been uh, a lot healthier. And then my buddy actually, for Memorial Day, he dropped off. Uh, instead, you know, typically he has people at his house for burgers and uh, fried chicken and stuff like that. But since we had quarantine, he dropped off the fried chicken and it was awesome. Shout out to Eric. He, uh, he had the fried chicken, which was made with a combination of slap yo mama seasoning and <laughs> ghost pepper salt. Oh, so it was really good, really spicy without having a whole bunch of actual wet sauce on it. And yeah, it was really just good. In, the, in the batter. Ooh. So uh, how long? Yeah, that not as good as Popeye's. Now, no. I wish you would have had some Cajun sparkle in there. <laughs> so that's right. Oh, man, like less than half an hour. Oh, man, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really bad because like I was eating it in the elevator on the way back up. Got <laughs> <laughs> your door with greasy fingers. Yeah, didn't even wait till I got back in my. Yeah, didn't even wait till I got back in my apartment. It was it was pretty bad. <laughs> so, but are you cooking anything? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, typically, you know, it's just the regular stuff. Um, I haven't learned any real new recipes. One thing I've been big on is I use my air fryer a lot more. Okay. Um, so, you know, just the regular French fries. And then uh, actually I've been doing like the Whole Foods kebabs because mm. they actually fit really nicely in the, um, in the air fryer and it doesn't really take that much effort. So what's the air fryer um, like actually? Is it like a little, what's it like? Is it like yeah, an oven? Uh, I can show you. I know this is audio, but I'll show you real quick. And, no, and, it's just and, like talk, and talk us through it. Cause I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, what is the point? It sounds, people basically say you don't need them because they, if you have an oven, they say you don't need it, but I'm trying to like, what is it? I don't get it. Well, no. So it's bigger than a uh, toaster oven for sure. Mm -hmm. It's black. It's about, I don't know, the size of a, I don't even know what that is. Like maybe a three gallon jug or something like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, not no, the whole five water. gallon thing that you put in, but something like that. Yeah, the one with the handle and you can get carrying. A, a big, yeah, there's a big uh, convection coil at the top, which gets super hot. Um, and then it's basically like a big broiler. Mm. And uh, you use it to, you know, quickly 
um, brown and crisp stuff that, you know, doesn't take too much um, effort, I guess, to cook. Everything has to be pretty much seasoned before you put it in. Like, there's no, uh, what is it? Like, uh, what is that called? The Maillard reaction? Like, there's right, none of that right, happening right. in there. It's just, just, just straight heat immediately. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I get when people say that, but at the same time, like the oven, my oven is relatively large for mm-hmm. making a meal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the air fryer can make a meal for up to four people if mm-hmm. I, you know, so chose, but at the same time, it doesn't like number one, especially as it's getting warmer out, it doesn't heat up my apartment to ridiculous levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um, it's a lot faster for the most part like Mm. even if i were to just put on the broiler and do a something fast it would still you know heat up my apartment a lot and take up a lot of energy for for no reason so like microwave qualities but more or less from an oven sort of direct direct heat type of thing yeah so i mean like yeah that's the thing you wouldn't put anything in there that you want savory i guess Mm -hmm. is the word for it but like i you know, I do the um, the frozen French fries. Fifteen minutes later, they're golden brown, and you know, I would hope healthier than McDonald's. But who actually knows? You know, the actual situation for that part. But um, I like to think it's healthier, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> since there's no actual oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, less stuff added in. You uh, you started to talk a little bit about, I guess, supporting supporting businesses, huh? What's what's this been another part of your quarantine? Quarantine living? Yeah, so uh, I'm in a, a group called the, the Baltimore Young Professionals, which is basically the, um, the young black professionals in Baltimore on a Facebook group. And pretty much every week they've been highlighting two or three restaurants. Um, and obviously, you know, with PPP and everything, uh, a lot of the restaurants have gotten some help. But at the same time, a lot of the newer restaurants didn't really qualify or didn't have really enough staff where the PPP money would actually make it a viable enterprise. Um, so, you know, I've actually hit up a few new spots. I actually went to brunch or went to brunch. I got brunch today um, from Maddie's Kitchen, which was nice. It was uh, chicken and waffles, which was good. Um, and then they had a pound cake French toast, which I'm going to save for tomorrow. Oh, wow. And then uh, they're doing to go drinks here in Maryland. I don't know if they do that um, other places, but I got a lavender honey infused mimosa, which was excellent. Okay. So you, uh, that sounds like a crazy menu right there. The the pound cake French toast. That's something I've never heard about. You hear a lot about other types of French. That was, that's the first time I ever heard of this. It sounds like it actually would be amazing. You said tomorrow you're going to have that? Yeah. A shout out to Chef Maisha. I don't, I forget where she went to um, culinary school, but like her mentor graduated law school, University of Zoom or whatever. Um, but uh, once things open back up, I'll probably hit her up to see, because she her menu is awesome. Mm. <laughs> like stuff I never even heard of. I was like, yeah, give me two of those then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 10 weeks, you probably uh, you probably sampled a lot of stuff. What, what are some other highlights then? Honestly, um, I've been eating a lot more seafood and I figured like, you know, maybe, um, I would 
just doing that as part of getting healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I feel like for whatever reason, number one, it's faster to cook. So that it just makes it more efficient, um, typically. Um, but also as the weather's gotten nicer, it's, uh, the soft shells are out now, which is nice. Uh, that takes a lot of work though. You got to, you know, clean them pretty, <laughs> pretty good. If you, if you guys have never cleaned a soft shell, it's a lot of work <laughs> before you can actually eat it healthily. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll say this. Yeah. The seafood has been, has been like my go-to now. You got to eat it fast, but at the same time, it's, it's faster to cook too. I've been eating a lot of uh, poke bowls too. Apparently okay. that's like somewhat healthy, but at the same time, pretty good. Yeah, those are awesome. They're packing different flavor. And like you said, you can you, know, you sneak in a lot of vegetables yeah. and other stuff that, I mean, I wouldn't eat at a mommy by itself ever, but you know, you throw in the mix there. Right. It's nice. So yeah, so stuff like that, like as far as stuff I would never normally even try to make, like now I go to the store, I'm buying ponzu sauce. I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but like I need it for this thing. (laughs) And uh, unfortunately, I don't have a wok, but I got like Mm. some relatively good nonstick stuff. So, you know, it does a good enough job. I'm a little bit worried about whatever. What is it called? The PFOA stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Which I didn't actually. Yeah, I didn't used to care about that. But now as I'm, you know, cooking a lot more often, I'm like, "Mm, it's probably a lot of chemicals now, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've gotten a lot better at breakfast too. I made oh, some, yeah. uh, some old school Southern apples, uh, which is, you know, just cutting up the apples, uh, a bunch of butter, unfortunately, uh, some cinnamon, allspice, cloves, um, you know, just put them on the on slow simmer. Um, and then I was trying to tell myself that was healthy, but then I was like, all right, I just saw how much butter I put in here. Obviously it's not healthy, but it tastes real good. So <laughs> it was a recipe salt. that my dad used to make actually. And, uh, Oh really? Yep. Yep. And I was feeling nostalgic one day and I was like, uh, let me just make this real quick. And, uh, cause I used to eat a lot, uh, you know, as a, as a former track athlete myself, I don't know if you still run, but, um, you know, I used to eat like, a large amount of food, especially at breakfast. Um, and, and the apples were key to that. Mm. So took you back. It did. It did. Yeah. It was crazy. I was, I, I remember even like the smell, you know, they'd say that the old factory brings you back to memories or tied to memory the most. And I was just like, man, like it literally brought me back. I remember, one of my first memories ever. Um, I, uh, I didn't have glasses until I was about seven. So like for that, for any period before that, everything is kind of dreamlike because everything was blurry. Um, and I remember the smell of that. And then I was on a bunk bed and I came down from the bunk bed and there was this, you know, man cooking. And I was like, okay, this seems normal as you know, one of the first memories you have in life. And I was like, all right, here's what I do. I know I should sit down here and I don't really know why, but I can trust this man. And then he gave me some food and I was like, okay, okay. 
And then I was like, I think I call him dad. And I don't really know why, but that's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> that's wild. The apples unlocked that. Yep. It was crazy. Yeah. Dang. How old do you think you were? You said younger than seven. I'm curious. How old do you think you were? When I had that memory? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was, I had to be, I want to say uh, two or three. Yeah. Wow. I, we lived, uh, in a, I remember the house we lived in. And yeah, we moved out of there when I was four. So. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Don't worry, I won't make you say how old you are now, because, you know, getting, getting get the gray out, but... Uh, no, I'm old as dirt. Not old <laughs> dirt, but, like, new dirt. I'm old as new dirt. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a, Cool. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That just The whole thing just brought me back. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to a few people. I've been talking to them, and then, like, we hit something, and then they're like, what? Get, like, when I remember Duncan, you know? It's like, oh, shoot, I hadn't thought about that, but... <laughs> And they go down the hole, then yep. they go down the memory hole. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it's trying to do you know like quick stuff for the most part, and then yep. um, if I'm feeling like it on the weekends, like when when that thing first happened, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, you know, figure, you know, obviously incorrectly, but figure, all right, I bought a bunch of frozen peas and uh, some carrots and potatoes and stuff, and I'll just like I'll just make a, a stew and. Um, I don't really like a lot of salt, so I make my own own broth. So I got some oxtails hmm. and uh, use that to make my own broth and did a bunch of stew meat and just made like literally like a, a lot of stew. And I was like, all right, you know, this will last me about two weeks and then we'll be back and everything will be cool. And then it was like two weeks later and they were like, yeah, we're not opening no time soon. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess I better... Uh, Dust off this uh, old recipe book. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, I was tired of eating that stew anyway. I mean, it was good, but. I was going to say, you ate ate that every day for two weeks. I got this. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I put in. That Popeye's Popeye's seasoning? That I have. No, no, not the Cajun Sparkles now. (laughs) But that has a lot of salt in it, by the way. Oh, okay. For everybody, yeah. Just to be clear, be safe. Don't be doing it all the time. Like a. (laughs) Hypertension, man. Our people can't. Our people can't have that. Exactly. But I bought this uh, flashbang sauce, which is this ridiculously hot sauce. I forget how many Scoville units it is. Oh my god. Um, but it, you know, it's not something like you can't even like. It's not something you can even put a drop on your tongue and be like, oh yeah, just to taste it. It's it's more like it's specifically for big stuff, and you just dilute. put a little bit in, yeah. and then you like, yeah, and dilute it. So yeah, I put like basically I put a little I basically poured out a little bit and I put the flat blade of the knife on both sides in it and then that's all I use for like a gallon of stuff and did it so, kick it did it kick yeah, it up? Was a little bit of kick oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> wow. and like before everything got fully locked down uh somebody came by and was like hey what's this I was like no 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 no, don't touch it don't touch it and uh yeah got it on her hands and it was not it was not good because I, oh. I don't even touch it with my hand i like i literally put on either gloves or yep. a paper towel or something i don't even yeah. touch it with my hands yeah that's right you're making my eyes water just thinking about that man you're making my yeah, eyes water. yeah but yeah in um in big recipes it's actually really good because you know it gives it like a a heat without having to put like the vinegar type based flavor 
of typical hot sauce in it, mm. uh, which is nice. Because it's, it's like more, pure, it's more pure spice, more, more <laughs> pure heat, rather. Yep. Yep. Dang, dude. So you're living, living well in quarantine, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, been eating a lot of ice cream. So there's a, <laughs> a local company here, the Harker Brothers that uh you know said something about a fundraiser for the schools and i was like yeah sure whatever and they do these eight pint not at one time but eight separate pint um packages Mm -hmm. and they donate some of it to the schools and i was like yeah you know like especially in baltimore here like Mm -hmm. you know university of zoom in west baltimore means a lot different from like the suburbs of dc right so i was like yeah like anything i can do to support uh, would be nice. Um, but yeah, they have some crazy flavors. I, most of the time I just, you know, give it away. Uh, most of it cause eight pints is kind of a lot and I'm not trying mm-hmm. to get too fat. Um, but they got some, the one that, uh, all my friends keep harping on is the honey gram, which is literally, you know, the ice cream with some chunks of actual graham crackers. And then like, it must be either the recipe that the graham crackers are made out of or something they use in the ice cream. Hmm. Um, so they've been going crazy about that. It's not my favorite. My favorite is the caramel crunch, which is of literally caramel uh, pieces of actual honeycomb that are covered mm. in chocolate mm. uh, on regular ice cream. Dang. Yeah, that's, that's the move. Yeah. When you crunch into the honeycomb, oh man. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Shoot. That sounds awesome. But yeah, I didn't obviously as part of not eating dinner was like the fact that I almost never used to eat dessert. But now I have a third of a pint and I have it lines on it to measure out <laughs> a third of a pint of ice cream. <laughs> Make sure I don't go crazy because like, you can definitely get lost in the pints of ice cream. You, know, like a, a, you know, a middle age, yeah, like a middle aged woman that's going through a breakup. You just like watching uh, Jeopardy and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, this pint is gone. <laughs> Uh, dang, man. What was that? You, ca- you keeping yeah, up with anyone cool. else? You heard from other people? Uh, other people still, you know, from the old days? They still, because uh... you, you moved to Baltimore, what, like four years ago? Nah, uh, seven years ago. Seven, okay. Jeez. Wow. You're back seven years. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, it was right after business school I moved here. It was wild. So yeah, it's cool. Um, so yeah, the people, um, actually, when I was in New York, there were two guys from high school that I used to hang out with all the time, Shamari and Eric. Shamari moved back to Baltimore, I want to say 20, when was that? 2009 or something? And anyway, I moved back to Baltimore as well for another job, but then went to business school. And then Eric moved back to Baltimore um, three years ago or two years ago. So yeah, it's crazy. Like basically all the people I used to hang out with in New York, now I still hang out with in Baltimore again. It's it's like a the three amigos reuniting or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but Eric and his wife go super crazy on the food. Like I remember they for the uh, Game of Thrones season finale, they had an actual Game of Thrones uh, party. So me not knowing anything about Game of Thrones, <laughs> I've only seen like three episodes total. I was like, all right. I brought the Johnny White Walker scotch, <laughs> which I was like, yeah, yeah, you guys, you know, this is cool, right? From and the show, like, right? Yeah, it's from the so show. Lame. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. But like, 
all of the thing or not all but everything that they had had been in the show at some point unbelievable the bread the meat pies like all that and i was like you guys are doing way too much and they were like yeah you remember this episode where they had this and i was like no <laughs> but but i was like the food is pretty good though <laughs> if you enjoy it don't, don't need yeah, to do the reading know, to, like, like that yeah yeah, awesome. it's just uh, it's been interesting. It's it's interesting to see uh, a lot of the younger people move back with their parents, but like the the twenty seven and up type crew is like, I never really actually learned how to cook, but I also am not staying with my parents, so I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. <laughs> so you know, it went from like the people that were, uh, you know, hey, I make my own sourdough bread on the weekends for fun. To be like, oh, I actually have to cook some stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that that's been interesting to see how they navigate that. But yeah, I mean, for me, you know, it's, it's typical stuff like nothing too crazy. Um, I've been eating a lot more fruit, which is good. Um, honestly, before when I was at work, I would normally just uh, do it in the mornings with a piece of fruit and juice, but now like, you know, I, I pretty much go to the supermarket once a week mm-hmm. and depending on what I need, I go to Whole Foods sometimes, the lines have come down significantly so you don't have to like stand outside and wait anymore. Mm-hmm. But what I was doing, there's a 24 hour uh, Safeway and I would just go at like two in the morning just to avoid all the crowds. And they were, you know, they restock, I think, at like 11 p.m. So, like, mm. everything would actually be there <laughs> as, as opposed to, you know, you go there. Number one, is super crowded and you have to wait outside. And then there's nothing there anyway. So, um, but, you know, that's coming down. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be like, all right, let me get whatever, you know, 14 pieces of fruit for this mm-hmm. next seven days and mm-hmm. go through that, um, which is nice. Like uh, I'm I'm glad to be back on the regular fruit game. <laughs> Although all blue stuff, you know, people still get uh real sensitive about that stuff. You know, you know, you do all the stuff, you do the mask, and you do the hand sanitizer, you do all this, and at the same time, there's like random guy touching eighteen thousand pieces of trying to pick. The, I'm that guy. I'm like, what's the best one? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, all right, you know. I'm not going to lie, I've been leaning towards fruit where you don't, like, eat the skin. So I've been mm-hmm. leaning towards, like, bananas, grapefruit, that type of stuff. <laughs> As opposed to, like, the apples and stuff like that. Yeah. But think about it. That normally used to happen. You know, like, those apples were always out for everyone to touch. Even if it wasn't yeah. one virus you're worried about, you know? like. <laughs> yep. Yep. And there, uh, in Whole Foods, yeah, like, there's no, obviously, there's no, like, hot bar or anything um and even the olive bar they uh they do individually packaged now so which is somewhat annoying because it's like who wants eight thousand olives and they don't have like smaller sizes (laughs) but um you know it's smart but i'm like all right these things last a while right yeah hopefully because like a big thing of olives lasts me about a month i feel like that's that's right there's some stuff i think actually has gotten more um, like useful too. We've gotten like useful innovations out of this because um, even like the deli counter, for example, like you said, they don't want people to line it up. They don't want, you know, 
people handing stuff to you anymore. So they are doing like a lot more, not boutique, but there's more variety, I guess, of the cuts that they prepackage and put into cold cases. So you like walk through a line and pick stuff up. And I'm like, this is actually more convenient because I'll be honest, like sometimes the deli counter is one of the worst places still where you have to like live, take a number and wait and, you know, point out what you want. And then they wait, is this enough? Is that too much? Is that too little? It's like this crazy interaction that we don't need to have. Like, what's the point? Just, you know, maybe slice some smaller amounts, but have it there so people can do that exact same exercise in half the time. Less. Yep. Makes sense. Honestly, you know, I'm, I claim to hate the deep state, but at the same time, I believe everything they say. So I stopped doing all deli meat after the whole cancer meat situation from the, who was that, the WHO or whatever. So I stopped doing all lunch meat since then. Are you serious? <laughs> hmm. Yep. Haven't eaten lunch meat since then at all. Not a single piece. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm not there yet. And I was, you know, I'm from Baltimore. So like the fried bologna was like the move. The fried bologna sandwich used to be the move, which hurts my heart now that I have to give it up. You ever have a fried bologna sandwich? A long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mustard. You're from Philly, bread. right? They got that in Philly too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not exactly. It's oh, yeah. not unheard of. My grandparents made it. I think actually my grandparents made it for me. But I said it was a long time ago. Nice. Yeah, man, we just trying to... With the government cheese on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, although my my grandfather was born in um, 1933, so that man lived like you know, you know, from he's from Pittsburgh. He had I want to say he's one of like 13, maybe. So you know, there's just like that whole nice. kind of depression mindset of you know a lot of canned stuff, a lot of you know. Yep. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody once, and I was like, "Oh, we're out of hot dog buns," and I'm like. You got any white bread? You know, like that's the mindset, right? You know, just like hold up that white bread, put a hot dog right, in there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I I will say, yeah, I do have a lot more canned stuff, you know. So when I will say the the only thing that I still do as part of the whole COVID prep, uh, number one, I got a whole bunch of like, you know, cold medicine, number one, but mm-hmm. then they said uh guys in their 30s especially have a tendency to potentially have blood clots so i I don't know like i said i believe all the deep state stuff so i bought a bunch of baby aspirin to be able to take (laughs) it just in case uh but also there's uh i have enough food at all times here can weeks and or otherwise for two weeks two weeks i'm not able to get out in case i have to like literally self-quarantine completely yeah um so it wouldn't be pleasant, but hopefully I wouldn't. Uh... Part of my backup plan is that I have a COVID pack with one of my friends in the neighborhood. And they're a, if I need it, they'll drop food off or vice versa. So I have a lot, but it's like if it gets yeah. crazy, you know, let's say I get sick on day 13. It's like, shoot, I was about to go to the store. Right. Well, right. I, I have a backup right. plan to my backup plan. But <laughs> yeah, I got a, a neighbor yeah, upstairs that'll, that we have the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, for me though, you know, it's more like, and I know this is going to sound terrible to all your listeners, but like, it's one of those things where like the vaccine is going to take forever, right? And people say it's going to be soon, but it's not definitely not like to be safe and in quantities that we need it. Um, and, you know, 
you're going to have the antibody test or they're not, you know, but I prefer to just, I'm in one of the best positions in the area that I live in uh, to actually just get it. Um, I live very close to a very, very good uh, quaternary care hospital should anything happen. And the field hospital that the governor set up in Maryland is walking distance from my house. So at some point it's like, you know, let me just get it and hopefully not have any issues rather than constantly have to worry about, am I asymptomatic and shedding it and not know it and, and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. I hear that. I don't think that sounds terrible because that I've, and, and, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I was going to say, I feel like you, except my, my perspective is just like, it's going to be hard not to get it eventually probably. So it's just a matter of like being in a good position when you are and not doing it at the re like recklessly so that you can't go to the hospital because it's full, you know? Right. Right. And the, yeah, the only other thing I was going to add was, especially when the first vaccine comes out. So number one, uh, for your listeners that don't know, I'm a black guy. So uh, number one, I'm waiting until the Merck vaccine comes out because the guy that's the CEO is black. And uh, he seems like he's the most reasonable. He's like, all right, we're going to use something we already know that works with measles and then tweak it to make sure it works. Like your president was talking about injecting Lysol at first. So like the first vaccine, I'm going to be all right. Hold off on that. <laughs> let them work out the kinks. Like the first, yeah, exactly. Like the first version of the PlayStation when they do that new technology, I let them work it out first. Let them get those updates up. Right. That new right. iPhone so, comes, you know. and I'm not going to buy it right away. I'm going to let people, uh, they're yeah. broke. So unfortunately, yeah, and I know, you know, so at work, everything is optional to come back whenever you want. So I know that'll probably, especially once the vaccine comes out, and they'll probably recommend that you have coming back in the office once it's out until you have had it. But I'm like, I'll just wait because I'd rather just work from home than try this first vaccine because apparently the ones that are coming out the fastest are the ones that are using, um, either, I don't know all the medical technical terms, but stuff that has never been used in vaccines before specifically for this virus. So I'm like, I'm going to wait till the black dude at Merck says it's cool, and then I'm going to get that one. <laughs> if that takes two years, so be it. Yeah, yeah, seriously, honestly, yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, yeah. just get it. Yeah. And then like you said, in, a, in a comfortable area okay. and, a, and when you're in a good position. Yeah, that's smart. So, yeah, I mean, like, if the second wave comes back, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the second wave comes back. So as far as actual food stuff, I don't know if I would switch up what I do. Um, I'll probably switch to more, especially as the weather gets colder, probably switch from the seafood to more, like, uh, heavier meat type stuff. But I don't know if I would do too much different. I don't know. Probably keep more food on hand. Just there any, there's nothing you miss. There's nothing you miss that you want. There's nothing out there that you're like, damn, I really wanted to go to such and such a place. And not, I mean, not really. Like, there's people that I would like to hang out with mm. um, at those places. Mm. But at the same time, even if those places were open and they have some outdoor uh, open stuff now, like unless those people, number one, felt safe, 
And number two, like actually wanted people to come versus like had to come into work because their boss said they had to come into work. I feel like that's not really supporting them by going to these restaurants and putting them at unnecessary risk when you could just stay home and cook for yourself. Right? Yeah. You know, it's funny you said that. I have I had the same dilemma. I'm thinking about my barber, who was also like three blocks from me. Like he started the shop. I was going yeah. to him when he was in a different place. And he, I know he's been hurting because he's been shut down now for like, what, three months? And I'm like, would I go there? And I think they were, they were actually doing cuts up until the state made them close. And they changed it. You know, no one waiting inside. They already did scheduling, so that was good. And I thought about it. I'm like, I'll wait in my car nice. until it's time for my cut. You know, I'll go in. But I, I get my beard done. And I'm just thinking, how is that? How can you do it? I mean, he can wear a mask. But I'm just thinking. Yeah, you do. I'm like, what, does it need? what, what do I need? for there to be, for me to feel safe for me. And like you said, for everyone else, it's like, is there only one person in the shop at a time? Is it only, and then, and then it's like, that's actually a tough right. way for him to live. You know, is he can't do cuts out there. Is he doing cuts outside? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it ends up happening, but it's like, shoot, it's gonna be real hard. Um, yeah. So yeah, the second wave is going to be the big issue, right? Cause there's a whole bunch of stuff being outside is safer, right? That's mm-hmm. objectively true, right? We don't have yes. to be at the whole fake news media about that. Right. So being outside is objectively better, safer. So like that's fine now, but like when the second wave comes, like in November, all that's gone, right? So um, this so is we'll a complex see. challenge for humanity, huh? This is crazy. Such a complex challenge. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's just it's just difficult because it's one of those things where obviously better that humanity is in a spot where they understand what germs are, they understand what causes stuff, they understand to some extent how things spread. Um, so it's like, all right, here's what we have to do. But at the same time, there's no other way except for enough people to get it. <laughs> like, there's no answer. There's no like, hey, we can, you know, borrow some money and get rid of this yeah, right yeah. it's it's no like well we have to basically be everybody borrowing everybody has to get it you have to borrow lives which is also yeah. <laughs> a terrible thing you know at a certain point you know think of a think of a note to uh to, to hit up on them yeah my bad sorry <laughs> well, uh, you're I good still have optimism optimism you are, you are one, optimism you are one of the most optimistic people i know you not are. like the james baldwin optimism but like actual optimism. <laughs> oh, oh my man <laughs> Uh. <laughs> we'll see uh. all right on that note i'll let you go brian Thanks, i gotta brian. go get ready for pilates which now uh. that i'm old and 36 i said it out loud now that i'm old you got to warm up before the pilates yeah you got to warm up before the pilates that's on zoom that's how you know you're old <laughs> <laughs> zoom university proud graduate right here uh, zoom university jd all right man yep I appreciate you I appreciate you. All right, man. It's good talking to you. And with that, we conclude another episode of What's Eating You. Special thanks to my guest, Josh or JRP at Cajun Sparkle for extolling the benefits of the air fryer and for reminding us to support our local businesses. Take care. We'll talk soon.